This is a global original podcast. I'm Al. I'm Al K. <laughs> you're, you're right, mate. Bloody hell. <laughs> Been a long week. I'm Al. Let's, let's try again. I'm Al. That's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about the crazy world of politics and whoa, how they whoa, impact. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, man. Are you We're sure you want to go there? You know the rules. I'm sure. You know the rules. I am sure. Don't talk about football, politics, and religion. And, and we're actually going there. We are going to go there. We're going to start with politics and see how it goes. Uh, plus, my wife. We're going to talk about my wife's outrageous use of the thermostat. Now the weather has turned, and we have a confession from another dad who licks hot sauce off his baby's face. What? All that and more coming up on the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Jeez, I'm glad that I don't know what's coming up. I, I don't. I don't get to hear the menu anymore. Al <laughs> just does it, and I'm like, I'd listen. Actually, I would actually listen to all of that. That is good. Good. It's good. It's good. Stay tuned. Um, how's it going? I currently have a puppy by my feet nibbling my toes. That's how it's going. Oh, um, Coco, you like it nibbling your toes? The, the show cocker that we um, we finally got hold of has arrived. And she's sniffing at the moment. Don't. Oh, hang on, coming in. Charlie's just coming in now to save me. Oh, it's all go, isn't it? It's like Piccadilly Circus in your office at the minute. This is perfect timing. <laughs> Can you take the dog? Because <laughs> she's been sniffing around and I thought at any point she was going to shit. So, here's a chew here. It's, it's, it's literally... It's, it's, you've look, ju- look, you've look, just this, saw- this chew is a, oh. it's, it's a... It's a bull's penis. Now, oh, will, my, will my wife, the vegan, take... Can you take the, can you take the bull's penis out, please? Oh, Coco, is no, that actually out. a bull's penis? Yeah, they're really good pizzle sticks. They're great for puppies. Go on, take that with you. Jesus, I mean, that's revolting. Go on, go, go. Go, Coco. It's go it's so funny because you've literally you've just sorted all the kids out. Hi, Charlie. You've literally sorted the kids out, and now you've gone all the way back. Well, we'll talk about this later <laughs> because there, there is something I want to chat about. But Jay does the night shift. Yeah. Well, she slept. Through, she slept through last night. I, I think you're fine. Two kids. <laughs> yeah, you you've done your duty. Now JK's got the dog. Now I've got to breastfeed a pup <laughs> <laughs> and feed it a bull's penis. You didn't take the bull's penis. Not yeah, yeah. Well, she is vegan. I can't really expect her to to pick up a bull's penis chew for the puppy, can I? Really? Um, right, the pup has gone now, so now I can focus. Yes. Yeah, so we, we got a um, we got about three or four days ago, uh, and li- you know when people say if you think about having kids, get a puppy. It is so true. Just do it. It's it's only like a tiny version of it, as in time scale. But first night, I was literally, I was up every hour and taking her out every hour. Uh, second night she did three hours and then she woke up and then did three hours. Third night she did five hours and one hour. (laughs) And then last night was, she did from half 11 until half six this morning. This is exactly like the conversations that we used to have about the kids. It is, it is. (laughs) You know, and equally, if you are, if you're, let's say um, you're a couple and you've got two, three, four kids, whatever it is, and you're thinking about having another and you've got over that honeymoon period of what it it was like for the first two, three years with a kid. Because we know, you know, my children never slept. If you want to just realize what it's like to have another one, get a puppy first and then just see if you still want to go there. Okay. (laughs) 
That's all I'm going to say. But oh my god, I literally, I am, I'm in love with her. She is the most smitten, beautiful thing. Her temperament is incredible, and I think we can we can all learn from puppies. She just bounces Mm. around. She's just so happy. Her tail is wagging. You know, she's just right with the kids exploring. Well, she's she's nibbling them loads, or as Mm. as Noah calls it, nippling. I'm like, no, nibbling, nibbling nibbling Noah. Nibbling's a whole different thing. (laughs) A whole different thing. Um, I mean, they, they're similar. Yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depending on your approach to nippling. But you know what kids are like? They run off because they, they don't want to get... A, a kind of, and like her teeth are like piranha's teeth at the moment. Yeah, you, 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 well, you remember with Patch. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so they, but the kids run off. So then, you know, Coco thinks it's a game. So then she'll be nipping at their ankles and stuff like that. And yeah, but Amazing. oh, it's just... I'm so happy that we've got a dog back in our lives. I think Isla, when did Isla die? I think it was probably May, was it? May time we it talked like about it. the middle of lockdown, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So... And we took a while and we thought we were going to take years and years before we got another one. And um, now we missed having, I genuinely, my personal opinion is a home is not a home. <clears throat> I'm not crying, just so you know. Uh, a home is not a home unless, all emotional. unless there's a dog running around. Yeah. And yeah, we've got that back and I bloody love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very you getting nice. another? Uh, I would like to get another. But we, what we are worried, we, we'd like to get another da- dashend, yeah. miniature dashend, um, and have two of them. But what we're just really worried about is Patch is pretty perfect. Yeah. Like he, he bucks the trend with some of the usual dashend traits in terms of he's not that yappy. Yeah. Um, he's, he's really well tempered. Yeah. Um, so what we're worried about is if we bring another one in, is it going to mess up? Mm. Or, like he's patching to get pissed off and then he'll start being yappy and yeah. like, bad on walks and stuff at the minute he's perfect like he just snugs in he does what you know he's he just like comes with us or doesn't come with us like he's just easy he's yeah. really easy so that's our worry and that's our kind of hesitancy and the fact that through lockdown i mean flipping it you have to you you won't get you won't get a change out of three grand for a miniature oh it's ridiculous yeah it's insane i think you stay i think you're right don't don't get another one because it'll piss on patches patch there you go don't do it (laughs) there we go there we go Um, right well don't forget as always you can get in touch with us on social media at the dad's net or at JK Jason King or if you just want to chat about anything uh, parenting related then you can check out dadsnet.com coming up we are going to go to the confessional Uh, welcome back. So it's time for the Don't Tell Your Mum confession. This is where a dad confesses about something that they've done. It could be horrible. It could be disgusting. It could be rude. Um, in fact, you name it, I think we've had it. I don't I don't actually get to hear the confessions. Um, you send them in and Al just comes on and tells the story. So um, Yeah, I Al, get the emails. You get the email. I don't get the emails. I'm not an administrator. They don't trust me. Uh, what's the date? Well, this one's really good because... Because as I as as I was reading for the first time, it was as if it, it could have been me. Okay, <laughs> like this this is something that I haven't done. That hasn't happened to me, but could happen to me. Right. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so so it's a good one. It's relatable. This one's relatable. Okay, it's from a guy called Frank. Who knows if it's his real name? But that's the name he gave. And it goes like this: Dear J.K. and Al. Thanks for doing a fourth season. I've been listening for a while, and I love hearing what you guys come out with each week. Mm. Since lockdown, 
By the way, you're welcome, Frank. You're welcome. Since lockdown, I've been using a baby carrier to do a lot of walks with my now six-month-old. I really like it, and my son really likes being carried, so much so he usually drifts off to sleep. Another great reason for using a carrier, though, is that it keeps your hands free. I guess this is a mini confession within my main confession, but I will regularly have him in the sling and go for a piss. (laughs) 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 Okay, fine. No, I've done that. (laughs) Haven't you? No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, this is what he says. He says, both hands are free. It's actually a genius idea, so you can still get shit done. Yeah. Like going to the loo and not having to take your eyes off the kid. But the only problem is, when you've got a baby in front of you in a sling, you, you really can't see where you're going. So it is just piss and hope, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I piss and hope most of the time, anyway. Yeah, but that's what it's like to have a big gut, isn't it? That's what it's like if you're a fat person. Because I'm sure that, because like my, my mate who's got, he's got a gut on him. I'm, I'm pretty certain he said nowadays when he goes to the toilet, like he knows he's going to get a bollocking from his missus because he, he generally can't see where he's pissing anymore. <laughs> he needs like a bigger funnel. Yeah, he needs a mirror in front of him. That's what I've said. Oh, anyway, this is how he goes on. Um, Frank goes on. He says, but, uh, but I've also been partial to eating whilst carrying him as well recently i was walking around the park which has a small outdoor cafe it was about 9 30 in the morning and the temptation for a sausage bacon and egg baguette was too much to resist plus i had both hands free and the baby was asleep why the hell not mate anyway i placed my order got handed the beautiful brunch baguette and carried on with my walk a few minutes later a lady stopped me in my tracks she pointed out that my baby had a combination of ketchup and mustard all over his head and dripping down in his face i hadn't noticed In typical dad style, I didn't bother with a napkin and certainly didn't bring any wipes with me. The only two (laughs) options were to use the sleeve of my recently purchased barber jacket or simply lick it off. (laughs) Naturally, I chose the second option and went on to lick all the sauce off his face. I'm not entirely sure if the lady saw me do this, but she certainly saw the quandary I was in whilst deciding how best to clear up the mess. Anyway, I wasn't going to waste good food. Does that make me a bad dad? So he basically he was like a lion licking licking his cub's head. Yeah, if it's good enough for lions and animals, it's good enough for us, right? I mean, and this is a no-brainer. Absolutely forgiven. I mean, that's what you would do. And I love the fact that Frank is very much like all of us um, when it comes to dads, which is we never ever remember to take the wipes ever, never ever ever. No, no, no. Of course not. You getting some I've WhatsApps never, I, there? Eh? <laughs> yeah, Jen, leave me alone. I don't, I don't think Jenny's recording. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> she knows I am as well. <laughs> anyway, um, sh- uh, I don't think I've ever been out of the house with like prepared. Never. I think it's it, well. It's either it's one of two ways. You either go out and you have wipes, as in just wipes, or you go out and take the bag where you've forgotten to put the wipes in. There's no other way around it. I, I took I took Luna to preschool the other day and I forgot a bag. So I actually, when, when I got to a teacher, I said, look, um, I, I'm going to get feedback for this, I know, but I've forgotten her bag. Does she need it anymore? And she looked at me and went, you'll be all right for today. And as I left, I turned back around and went, if you could avoid telling my wife about this, that'd yeah. be really good. <laughs> she knows when she picks her up, surely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's her bag? I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. The, no. um, I've done that before. I've forgotten like, uh, his coat, Ted's coat, taking him to school and they like, they don't let them out of playtime if they forget their coat. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. But how far, is, how far have you got to travel back to get it? Well, 
With no traffic, it's only like five minutes. Oh, that reminds me of the day that I took Noah swimming. And swimming's about three, four miles away. It's up through country roads. And I got there and I got literally got about three quarters of the way. And Charlie called me saying, um, okay, so you've got everything, haven't you? I said, yeah, yeah, I've got everything. I've even got wipes. It's all fine. I've got, I've got everything that you need. And she went, okay. And did you take your trunks off the radiator? I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Go did he go in his way. pants? No, no. Well, no, oh, no, no it was fine. Yeah, it was just me. I think she did it on purpose. So I had to go in my pants. That's what it was. Oh, your trunks? Yeah, my trunks. Yes. And I obviously oh. I have to go in with him. So yeah, yeah I, that was, I got feedback for that one. Going back to Frank with food, um, can I just ask for, you know, I'm asking for a friend, just, just so you know. Sure. If, if one of your kids puts half a Cornetto in the bin, and as you go and put something in the bin, you see the Cornetto, is it okay to take the half-eaten Cornetto out and eat it yourself because it's a waste? Well, I'm not sure about Cornettos, but a friend of mine... A friend of yours, done, yeah. A friend of mine, yeah. yeah. He's done similar with pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so if if the principle <laughs> of food, <laughs> any food, <laughs> then yeah, it's fine. Does your friend um, does does your friend have um, some sort of boundaries, though, where let's say you just put some, uh, I don't know, some um, kitchen towel in the bin which is like a layer and if that cornetto or pizza fell on the kitchen towel i would uh, not me personally my friend would say that that's absolutely fine to eat but let's say it fell on some i don't know some bolognese sauce from the day before is it then still okay to eat well that i mean cornetto and bolognese sauce no not so much <laughs> pizza, pizza and to- bolognese sauce yeah fine <laughs> <laughs> so they go quite well together Great. well i will tell my friend that <laughs> it's okay it's out of the bin <laughs> <laughs> What about, right? And this is why we're getting dad bods, because we're eating out of the bin. What? It's bad enough I'm eating stuff out of the cupboards. No, no, I'm eating out of the bin. It's perfect stuff in the cupboards. But then Sorry, I, just, I mean, my friend. My friend, my, friend. my friend doesn't like waste. And when it comes to crusts, if I see like a peanut butter sandwich crust, not not me, sorry, if my friend sees a peanut butter, peanut butter sandwich crust at the top of the bin, my friend would definitely eat that too. <laughs> Yeah, so really what we're asking our friends' wives to do is when they put stuff in the bin, push it down so we can't see it. Cover it. Cover it so it can't be seen because it's too tempting. And yeah. I'm now Otherwise t- it's fair game, isn't it? And, 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 not, no, and, and, and we've my, my friends have turned into tight dads. So just so you know, right, confession over and done with. Let's move oh, on quickly, quality. quickly. Just remember, if you've got a confession or you would like to get on the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast, you can do that uh, by submitting your confession at dadsnet.com forward slash confession or look us up on social media at the dadsnet or at JK Jason King. Jay, put the bin down. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up, we have got a new feature called Fatherhood Therapy, where JK and I are basically going to be each other's counsellors. I've just thought we need some new music for this, don't we? Yeah. It's coming next. So we believe that this will be a very useful um, section of the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Um, it's it's a new section. It's called Father Therapy. And, you know, there's a lot of, obviously, a lot of fathers that listen to this. And... We're not just going to talk about, you know, your kids. We'll also talk about relationships and anything else, you know, work, work related if you want to, you know, working from home. We all thought it was going to be great, but it's turning out to be a bit more stressful and more bloody work. Who would have thought that eh? working from home means you're working harder. So this is father therapy. 
safe space. Oh, God. And, you know, I need to just get this off my chest. Because okay. this... I, 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 just, I just can't comprehend it, okay? Essentially, obviously, in the last few weeks, the weather has changed. It's got a little bit colder, a little bit wetter. Mm. I have no understanding why Jen... Okay, my so beautiful, right, lovely wife. Okay, this is a a father relationships. Yeah, this is a husband wife section. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea why she doesn't understand how the thermostat works. It's a thermostat. It hits a point, then it turns off. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And at, at any point, you set it at any point. Yeah. You, know, you can control the temperature with a thermostat. That's the that's the purpose of it. You have all the power. Yeah. Jen, love her. Mm. Disclaimer. Jen, <laughs> she will either have the thermostat on zero or 35. You get up to 35, money. Mine goes to 32. Jesus Christ, oh, what have you got? <laughs> well, she, well, I'll I tell you why. Because she goes off the dial. She just flips it all the way around. So it's off the dial. So have you got but like so, one of these... But that means that our house is either freezing cold <laughs> or absolutely roasting. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. And then she's like, I'm cold. So she turn it right up. <laughs> yeah. And then she'd go, I'm hot. So she'll turn right it right down. down. It's like, if you left it on 20, Jen, you'd be fine all the time. I can't understand it. I, mean, I just can't understand it. Okay. If you are one of, uh, of the mums that is secretly listening to us now, and we know that you do, and that's fine. We actually love you listening because hopefully you'll, you'll learn something <laughs> about how we work. But look, yeah. if you want, if you want a good temperature to leave the thermostat at 21 or 22 is a good temperature. Yeah. It's perfect. It's leave good. it there. Just leave it just there. Just leave it. And, and then you can just tweak it. If you're a little bit hot, just, just knock it down a, well, a couple of degrees. Usually we've got some, we've got these like Wi-Fi radiator things, which are the electric ones. And so when it gets to 22, it stays at 22. And then when it gets to either two or three, you can choose two or three deg- degrees lower. It comes back on again. So yeah. not even if it just goes down one degree. And I think you can do this with all these smart home things now. We've got yeah. a high. Well, yeah, I'm sure you can, can do that. Yeah. But what I think I think Jen's mentality around this is that if she cranks it up to way over 30, it will get to 30 quicker. Doesn't mm. work like that. Doesn't no. it, that's not that doesn't work no. like that. Doesn't actually, actually, up. no, um, she she has got a point. If you do put it right up, the boiler works harder. I know that because when when we've had boiler checks with our bloody boiler insurance he told me that if you crank up the boiler the boiler works harder yeah she's not cranking the boiler up she's cranking the thermostat yeah but the no, boiler's but if, set no but the thermostat when the thermostat goes up to 32 it's telling your boiler the heater needs to be 32 so the, yeah, boiler, the works, boiler comes on it works just harder. roasting yeah nah it's just roasting also can i congratulate you because um after hearing this you know father therapy you've changed because me being being a dad I don't really like to, to put the heating on till at least... We're still in October when we're recording this. I mean, we're, we're talking late November at the earliest. I, I don't like putting the heating on. Oh, right, okay. Oh, oh, no, I was no, about no. to congratulate you being a bit more, you know, carefree with your money. I'm well done. No, but no, 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 no. I would... It's not even about money. It's just about the principle <laughs> of... It's like, she should also be... She'd be like sitting in her pyjamas and she'd be like, I'm cold. And be like, put a jumper 
jumper on. Put a jumper on. There's a duvet there. We've got leggings. You know those blanket. You know those throws that you've bought for like fifty quid. And I said we don't need any more throws. We haven't got room for them. The ones that you put under the puffy, and the puffy doesn't actually close because you've got so much shit in there. Take one of those blankets out and wrap yourself in it. Yes, exactly. And the difference is that if you're cold, you can wrap yourself up. Mm. When you put the thermostat on thirty five, I can't peel my skin off to get cooler. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm sweating here. Also, just on the similar theme, right? Just yeah. help me out here a little bit. Yeah. If I'm cooking a pizza in the oven... And you put it in the bin and it's and got a bollock nose... After it's been in the you're bin. You're absolutely fine to eat it. My friend told me. <laughs> no, right. So the oven's off and I'm putting a pizza in for Ted's dinner or our dinner or whatever, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll turn the oven on and I'll put the pizza straight in. Jen is like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's not hot yet. I'm like, no, no, it's not hot, but it's going to get hot. So I might as well put the pizza in whilst it's getting hot. Like, it doesn't really, it's not, it's not, like, that's okay, isn't it? Like, um, the logic is no. like, you don't have to wait for it to get to the temperature because it can, it's just, it's just warming up. It doesn't make a difference. We've known each might other. Might save you a couple of minutes. We, we've known each other for a while. Um, how would you, how would you like it if I kind of sided with Jen on this one? Well, I don't mind that, but... See, pizza... Because, you know, obviously now I'm a pizza expert because I've got the uni pizza oven. Yes. And I do pizza nights. You you see, I won't put that pizza in until it's at least 400 degrees in that oven. I I think that is a little bit different. No, are you talking pizzas from frozen or are you talking from chilled? Mm, Well, usually frozen, but... Yeah, it, it tells you 180 degrees for 12 minutes for a reason because it would have been 10 or it might have been 15 you would have rounded it up wouldn't you yeah I'll just I'll just go by my smell I don't time it you just, just... go by how, how how black is it on top <laughs> yeah just sniff it yeah. oh that's dumb I get no but, I'm, but, I'm with Jen on that one but I think I think on a pizza oven I get that a little bit because well, do I get it a little bit but, but I, I reckon but it's you know why she's like doing it when you put it straight in no she's doing it probably for, a, a, she's doing it for another reason process, she's doing it for another reason not just to annoy me. No, just because she's cold. She wants to. She wants to heat up the house a bit more. Yeah. I've told you when I interviewed Take That years and years ago. We, we got out of Gary Barlow that he was oh, so yeah. tight. He used to boil the kettle five times in the kitchen to make it warm. That's what he used to do. Yeah, and that's what Jen's doing. She's opening the oven and just getting a bit a bit of heating. Yeah, she does. She does do that. Well, they, there it is. Well, good good father therapy. I think we've 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 solved a few things there. Next week, I want to talk about um, another. What can I call it? Another family constant admin that I've got now. I've got a new one. All right. Yeah, well, you have to wait a week. Sorry, mate. we have to wait a week, but that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I yeah. took up too much time. No, no, valid as well because again, with your your problem shared is. I, I don't know what that expression is has been halved from I, f- I don't know but what, what I'm thinking of doing is getting you know you can just quickly to finish you know you can get those like those cages that, yes. that you have in schools and yes. they put them over thermostats oh. <laughs> I might get one of them you can like, like, like or, or like you can get these perspex ones as well so you can't even poke anything through it a perspex one with a little lock on it I might get one of them like you, banner from touching it you retain the power I mean this is yeah. brilliant get one of those this is like when I used to do nightclubs and they wouldn't let me turn it up so they used to put a limiter in and they used to cage it off it's a bit like that it is but that's cool yeah <laughs> this is this is not <laughs> always found a way around it Al always found a way around it okay oh there we go right coming up after this very quick break we're going to be talking about politics the crazy world of politics and how they are impacting our parenting on a day to day basis whoa there you go Thank you.
Welcome to the Don't Tell Your Man podcast. We're back. It's JK and Al. Uh, season four, by the way. Thank you for, for downloading. Thank you for listening to us. We do actually appreciate it, genuinely. I know it sounds like we can't be asked, but we, we do appreciate it. Now, though, we might lose you because we're going to... Are we really going to talk about politics? Well, I mean, yes and no. We're not going to talk about politics. I'm not going to get into your political sway, but... I think that there is, at the moment, obviously with everything that's going on with coronavirus, mm. like it's almost like every day there is a new announcement that has a knock-on effect with something we are doing with the kids mm. at the moment. But I think, which, which I think would be helpful to talk about. For example, like the school stuff, like we never know, like some, like even our school at the moment, they, you know, they're constantly changing what they're doing in the playground based on government advice that's newly released. Now we have to stand on dots, like things like this, which I think is really good. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying that it's, I don't think I've ever really been in, in a world where government decisions and things that are actually happening in the world of politics are having a direct impact on my day-to-day life with you know raising the kids as as the last few months have been which i think is really interesting there is a bigger issue here which i think is accentuated by a comment that came into the dad into the dad's net forum um i'll just read it to you Mm. because it's interesting so it's from a guy called Jason, and this is what he, he, this is what he says. He says, honestly, the state of the world, not just politics, but primarily politics at the moment, often makes me feel guilty for ever thinking about bringing children into the world. I have two and one on the way. I just hope they grow up to be the change that the world needs. And then other people reply and they say, we were talking about this recently. We brought a human into a world full of hate and division. Hopefully the stupidity reduces and the world can be a place for them to grow up and be happy. But th- but there's this, I think there is this feeling amongst parents where sometimes we are a bit like, God, we've, we've have bought some, we've, we're raising kids in a world that is going to shit. <laughs> do you know what has enhanced this thought as well? Because I've, I've never had this thought before. I've just thought, do you know what? Everything will sort itself out. Yes, it's a bit of, you know, bury your head in the sand sort of attitude. But um, everyone at the moment is talking about the David Attenborough documentary yeah. on Netflix, which is basically, how can I say? It? It's basically saying that if we don't get our asses into gear, we could be extinct, extinct in, in less than 60 years. 60 yeah, years. Wow. You know, so and, someone said it's harrowing yeah. in the same conversation. But equally, I, I haven't seen this documentary, but everyone that I've talked to has uh, said, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. As it takes day, and I can't believe it takes David Attenborough for for me to even think and worry about my children's future. Yes, I worry about my kids, but you know, not mm-hmm. to this sort of greater extent. And I mean, how is well, how old is he now? Ninety four years old. Do you reckon he could mm-hmm. still could he still be prime minister? I think he could. Couldn't he? he's making more sense than <laughs> than anyone we've had for quite a while. I mean, yeah. de- literally, why we, we have this prime minister, I won't even go into depth, but we've got this prime minister who, when you look at him, you just think you probably should be on a comedy stage. <laughs> Is that my dog? It's not mine. <laughs> what the hell's going on? He's objecting to the political stance we're taking. Oh, I know why. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I know why. I've got, I've got my Alexa show 
and it's the camera. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Yeah, that's what it was. Charlie's obviously put him back in his uh, in his little crate. She's oh, obviously doing something, so that's what I can hear. I apologise. I was I was getting on it then as well. I was really yeah. But you were you were on your high horse. But isn't it something? Would you not be peed off though if you were Boris Johnson right now and realising that as it stands, everyone is talking about David Attenborough saving the world and not you, your penis. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. Yeah. I mean that's what really is. I mean. I Obviously, we're UK-based, but I'm quite into American politics. You know, there was... Well, at the time of recording this, we've just recently watched the um, the first presidential debate, mm. which was a complete shit show, I mean, because they basically just argued. And you think, hang on a minute, at no point in 90 minutes did either one of them actually talk about policy, mm. actually talk about what am I going to do to make things better, to improve things. They lit, they just bickered. And I think like that, that is exactly what it boils down to. Another guy, Alex, says it's highlighting that we do live in a world of hate and depression. All the news cover- coverage is so negative and it's mostly surrounded by hate. It impacts me and, th- and makes me worried about the world that my little ones are growing up in. And, and that's that's what it boils down to. Another Jonathan says it's hard to tell whether politicians are actually behaving better or worse now than they have done in previous generations. We're talking about previous generations of dictators of world wars, and and like it, like now we're having this conversation about whether the likes of Johnson and Trump and Putin and Kim Jong Chun, whatever his name is, you know, are, are better or worse than way back then. Like, come on, that's wor- it's worrying, surely. When um, when w- the world found out that that Donald Trump did have COVID, um, I saw a great. I can't remember who did it, but it was fantastic, and it was like. So we hear we hear Donald Trump has got um, coronavirus. You know, you, you you've got to feel for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that summed it up perfectly. So this is the question: like, what what, what do we actually do about it? Like. It is incredibly worrying. And, you know, I've been thinking about Ted in, in 10, 20, 30 years time. You know, if the prediction from David Attenborough is correct, the world, the, the, the environment, the physical world is going to be going downhill. It's going to be gotten worse. And, you know, it's not in great shape. It's going, going to get worse for Ted and Isla and Louis and, you know, everyone's kids. Politics just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse, more and more divisive. Mm. What 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 do we do about it? Like, and 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 you know, I always think I always think about this quite interesting. Like when people say, um, "Oh, Trump's this and Trump's that," which I don't doubt, I don't deny, but at the same time, I'm looking at the alternative and thinking he he's not really inspiring or is he really any better? Like, mm. like, it, and, and it feels like, and, and this is, I felt the same as well about Johnson and, um, Corbin Corbin. That's the one I forgot. I've already forgotten him. That's <laughs> but I felt the same. I was looking at these two and I was just thinking, is this genuinely the best that the UK has to offer? this guy or this guy mm. and then you're looking at just thinking i i want to vote and i have to vote it's, i believe that we should all vote because you know people in my family have died so that we have, can have that right yep. but it really is do we 
if these two are our choices, it does make you think, God, really? This, this is the best we have? This is the best we have? Do, do you know what sums it up for me? And that is when, when our Prime Minister and the President of the United States of America both got coronavirus. Why, why in the back of my head did I think this is... You know, there's some sort of scam here. Uh, obviously, the presidential debate was happening and everyone has said that it's just very convenient that he's got it. Uh, and then even with, with Boris, we kind of thought, uh, OK, so we're, we're ramping up the pressure now of lockdown and, and all this sort of stuff. Again, is this mm. convenient? When you are thinking stuff like that, that's when I think you need to worry. And let's remember, again, going back to David Attenborough, please, 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 David, please, please, please be our prime minister. Please, please, please. Um he basically said he, you know, he kind of signs off with, "Don't, don't get me wrong. The world, the planet, will look after itself. We've got to save ourselves. It's not the planet. The planet will be fine. Mm. Be absolutely fine. But we are screwing it up for us and everyone. We, not the yeah. planet. We. And when you kind of and, and with everything that's going on, you look at that phrase and you go." Just just hold on to that phrase. Just have that phrase in the forefront of your mind with every single thing you do today, every single thing you do tomorrow, because that's the important shit. Don't mm. worry about all these, you know, the all this political stuff that's going on and whether or not they have got coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. That's the most important. That's, yeah. that's the I thing. Mean, I mean, this is, this is interesting because there's... There's two two comments here that I just want to pick up on, and then then I'll stop talking. But um, Andrew says about how none of us can make plans for our future because there's no agreed central vision or view. It's like, well, I don't know what the hell's going to happen tomorrow, let alone two, three, yep. four, ten, twenty years. Mm. So how can how can you have uh, any kind of forward thinking and forward planning with your kids for your kids? It's very difficult. So then that leads us on to similar to what you were just saying. But Steve says, just tune out tune out of it and it won't affect you at all. Mm. I haven't watched the news in well over seven months. Life is so much better when you don't watch people with agendas giving you their take on current events, which is all that the news is these days. And going back to what you were saying, yeah, like, just do you. You Mm. remember Joel um, Condor from season one? Yeah. Yeah, you do you, girl. That's what he used to say. But, like, if you, like, there is this idea, I guess, which I I love the thought of it, is actually doesn't matter what's happening up here with the government and the elections and whatever else is going on. Just be concerned about you, your own patch of England, your own walk through life. Be kind, be loving, recycle, be responsible, recycle. Get a small holding, get chickens, <laughs> get tomatoes. Oh, stop it. Yeah, no, but that's... Let's live, no, in, but that, let's live in a com- communal... You know, that, again, that documentary is basically saying that, you know, small holdings are the way forward. Just don't take yeah. up mass bits of land. You know, try not to eat as much meat, all this sort of stuff. And that, for me, is the most important part. Like you say, let's try not worry about the, the dickheads that run countries and run the world. You know, I know it's a, it's a strange thing to say, but yeah, that, for me, is just... just 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 do your bit do your bit yeah. and everyone if everyone did their bit and we all did that in mass numbers you never know the world might be a, bit, a better place yeah maybe well it will be what, one more thing be. actually while she said that about tuning out and stuff when we went to pick up um, our puppy the, the lady that we picked up our puppy from um, she I said um, I said oh are you you know how's lockdown been you know what's it like for your area because we had to travel a little bit and she said I don't know I haven't got a clue I don't watch the news my life is my dogs. 
My life is my dog's welfare, making sure that, you know, everything's good. And that's what she does. Her, her husband, he watches the news. He tells her things, bits and bobs. She'll ask what she needs to know, but she knows she'll get his opinion or she'll get the person that she's married to and trusts what she should or shouldn't do. And I thought that was quite an interesting way of thinking about it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, she, that's absolutely right. And I think there's a lot to be said for it. I mean, everyone's situation is going to be such that that's not necessarily feasible. You know, people have to go to work. They've got to do this. They've got to do that. I get it. But as much as you can, I think if we stop focusing on, you know, those, I don't know, who's going to, who's the oldest president or, you know, what's the next set of crazy policy about 100, 200 billion pounds have been spent on this crap or whatever. Yeah. Forget about it. Hey, forget about it. Sort you and yours out. You do you. Yeah. You do you. Oh, well, I don't know whether that was helpful or not. I think it's an important discussion to have. Well, I think you've, you've, I think what you've, you've done there is you've made me. And if you're listening to this, think about how has this whole pandemic affected you as a family? I think that's, Mm. and that's the question you have to ask yourself. And then whatever answer you get, you try and work out the answer from there. You know what I mean? I yeah. think it's actually a very important question. You know, how has this pandemic affected your family? And it's and it can oh, branch well, off in loads of places. Maybe we'll revisit it in a few weeks' time. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once a season is probably enough, to be fair. I'm going back to play with my puppy. Screw this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jay, Jay, have you got any new tech? Shh, don't tell your mum. Um, you know, last week we did um, the Works rechargeable lawnmowers, so the battery-operated yeah. lawnmowers. So um, this is kind of leading on from there. Uh, and uh, the reason we're doing it at this time is, you know, before you know it, genuinely summer will be here, spring will be here, and you'll be looking at lawnmowers. What should I do? Blah, blah, blah. So the one we're going to um, concentrate on is the Works Landroid L1000 WR147E. And this is a real competitor to a ride-on mower, okay? And it takes the hassle out of looking after a really large garden. Before I quickly go into the tech review, so obviously, I don't know if you know, but I'm friends with Steve Quirk, whose wife is Pauline Quirk, and we're very good friends, and we used to live next to each other, and that's how we became friends. We met each other in a pub, and conversations led on to conversations, and I found out that he was married to Pauline, and he has a sit-on mower. And I'm a farmer's boy, so you know me. I would volunteer... To, to do his lawn because I just wanted to sit on the lawnmower and pretend I was back on the farm plowing. So that was fantastic. However, after maybe the 10th or 13th time I did it, you do start to realize that it's quite hard work. The, the grass cutting's got to go somewhere. And I thought, well, what is the answer to this? Anyway, this is the answer. These robotic lawnmowers are the answer because they yeah. mulch. So you don't have to do anything with the cuttings. They're oh, cutting. You f- love your mulch. I love a mulch. I really do. And also a sit on mower starts at about what? For a decent one, 1500 quid maybe. Okay. And like I said, you need to get rid of the grass. The works Landroid L1000 WR147E is £1,099. And the only thing that you have to do really is set it up. Makes you think. Yeah. Right, let's get into it then. So there's an app to run the model, um, so you can run it from your phone as well. They're robust, they're effective, their works are really feature-rich with their products. It's brilliant. They're highly customizable as well, and they really offer superb value for money. So 
Um, this one can deal with big areas, 1,000 square meters. It's designed nice. to cut into tight corners, can cut right up to the edges. It automatically knows as well what's best for your lawn. And, so, and every single day, it adapts to the size and the shape of your lawn and also the growth rate of your grass. I mean, how bloody incredible is that? Where does it dock? Does it like dock on the side? So it has a it has a docking station. It's a charging station, right? So sometimes these these things can look a bit ugly. What they've done with this one is brilliant. It's um, it, it's it's a compact one. You can hardly notice it. And the base, it's got a grid, right? So it allows grass to grow through it. So when the actual landroid docks. It cuts the grass. <laughs> it is so clever. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, what else have I got to tell you about it? Uh, it the ease of use and the setup is it's really hassle-free. Software up, uh, updates can be done as it goes via Wi-Fi, so it's future-proof as well. It looks epic. It looks like the monster trucks of, of robotic lawnmowers. I mean, I, you know me, I love a good design and this thing is mm. brilliant. Charge time about 70 minutes, cut time of about 90 minutes. Depends on conditions, obviously. Um, and the device, like I said, it just simply goes back to its docking station and it just recharges itself. And it, and, it, and it knows when it's about to run out of battery. So it just toots off home. It's just... That's really good, isn't it? Let's talk about the blade. The blade system consists of three rotating blades. They're like little, um, they look like little razor blades. And it's a floating blade deck, so it ensures that the uh, the mower can glide over objects and obstacles as well with ease. I'll come to the safety features in a minute. I'll lo- you get loads of blades with it as well. Loads of extra blades, which is great. Uh, it's got intelligent navigation, which mows your lawn faster and with greater accuracy than most other options. It reduces wastage for a more efficient cut that will ensure the health and good looks of your lawn. Pretty much, that's the mulching thing, which is, which is incredible. It's got a... Ready? I want you to keep a straight face now. Ready? It's got a narrow passage feature as well. <laughs> no good for me. It's compact design <laughs> means it's intelligent and sophisticated navigation system allows you to go these go through these narrow passages. It's got a multi-zone functionality as well. Mulching, we've talked about the mulching. You know, this will keep your lawn healthy with minimal need of fertilizer, which is fantastic. And it has a rain sensor. <laughs> oh, come on. It's got a rain sensor. Uh, it has lift and tilt sensors as well. So if you're pres- if, if you lift it up, the blades will stop, uh, or if it's lifted or tilted, it's got a quick stop blade as well. So it's um, any obstacles, it'll just stop. It's got a pin and alarm system. So um, you put a code in and alarm system, and it, it's, it's like a locking mechanism. It's got uh, loads of extra accessories as well. I've got the anti-collision system, so the ACS. So it gives the robot impeccable obstacle avoidance abilities. And there's so much more that you can add on to this, like um, voice control. It's got a fine moi. Fine moi. I went farmer then. Did you notice? Fine moi. Fine moi. Fine moi. It's got fine moi landroid. It's got a GPS tracker, so you can let the, you can locate the device if it's been nicked. Uh, there's off limits. There's a radio link when Wi-Fi connection isn't reliable and it gets up to like one kilometer. Honestly, this thing is incredible. It's waterproof. Um, you can clean it with a hose pipe. Uh, it's got intelligent AIA navigation technology, which is automating imaging association. I believe it's fast. It's agile. This, this is what you need. If you've got a large lawn and you don't have to worry about creme it. de la creme of lawn, lawn cutting what um we, we are we giving one away we are giving one away yes that's your department though because you do the website so i <sighs> but if you keep an eye on dadsnet.com then you'll be able to win one of these phenomenal landroids which are over a grand over a thousand pounds 
But yes, yeah, stay f- make sure you're following Dad's the Dad's Net on social media because we'll we'll announce how we're going to be giving this away. I haven't worked it out yet. Okay, but it, it will happen. So just just keep an eye on it. So it was the Works Landroid L1000 WR147E. Go and have a quick look at it, and um, if if you fancy it and you think I could do with that, then make sure the Dad's Net on socials. Check it out, and you'll find out how you can get your own one. There we go. At the end of an episode, another episode done. I don't think we've got anything else to talk about, have we? I think that's... Uh, I'm exhausted at that politics stuff. I'm exhausted, mate. I need to lie and down. And that's why we should say screw the politics, because we're exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is too much headspace. Anyway, please make sure that um, if you'd like any more parenting information or you've just got something to share, then you can do that on dadsnet.com forward slash confessions if it's a confession or just check us out on social media at the dadsnet. And who knows, you might even end up on an episode of Don't Tell Your Mum. Yeah, also, yeah, like I said, if there's a subject you'd like us to cover, because maybe you're currently going through that, you know, that subject, there's a situation in in your life, we are happy to discuss that. And like I said, there are so many dads just like you in the dad's net, so we can ask their advice. And you don't just get mine and Al's advice, you get the whole... Which is shit. (laughs) Yeah, you don't really want us, (laughs) to be honest. But there are other dads that have, you know, that have got, that are probably, that are far more intelligent and knowledgeable on fatherhood than us. There we go. Remember to rate us, subscribe to this podcast on Global Player or wherever you usually listen. And please tell all the dads that you know to listen to the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Until next time. Goodbye. Mm. Mm. Awful. Mm. A pensive goodbye. Mm. Interesting. Goodbye for now. Mm. Goodbye, Mr. Bond. <laughs> oh, don't even start me on that. Poor Cine World. Anyway, bye. No, it's not Bond's fault. Oh, come on. It is Bond's fault. He could. I mean, Bond is all about saving the bloody world, but he couldn't save Cine World, could he? Could have just released it's it? It'd have been all right. No one's gonna watch it. Well, maybe this. This is for next episode. Bye. <laughs>